why why do we do things that are uncomfortable? Why do we do things that that we we uh, that don't symbolize freedom? In fact, on the contrary, they're a memory for the for the oppression, for the slavery. You are listening to the JP Show, where we discuss the issues you care about from a Jewish perspective. I am Rabbi G. I am Rabbi Levy, and we hope you enjoy this episode. This is Rabbi G, and today we're going to do something a little bit different, as it's the last episode before Pesach, so rather than have a discussion, I'm just going to share with you some insights which hopefully will be relevant to our journey in life, journey towards freedom and happiness, which comes out of the Pesach Seder, and this will be our last episode till after Pesach. Uh, I hope you enjoy. So there are things we've discussed over the last number of weeks to do with coming out of trauma, to do with healing, to do with not being stuck in our own ego, to do with um, putting in effort, and so on and so forth. So I want to put some of these things together and just share with you a formula that comes out of the Pesach Seder. The Pesach the experience, the Seder experience, is supposed to be one where we don't only commemorate historically what happened to the Jews over 3,000 years ago when they left Egypt and were redeemed, but it's also about our own personal freedom, experiencing freedom, which means experiencing growth. Of course, the real meaning of freedom is not um, freedom to do what we want. It's more about the freedom of choice to choose the right thing, to be free in our minds, to choose our own inner freedom through going beyond ourselves, going beyond our comfort zone, freeing ourselves from ourselves and showing that there's no need to be trapped within ourselves, but we can grow have a growth mindset and take the next step towards personal growth, personal improvement, spiritual improvement, godly godly service, and so on. So there are a number of ingredients, and I think some of them all come out of the Seder. The first is that growth necessitates us letting go of our own ego. Now, of course, that is a very important theme on the Seder table, where we eat matzah, matzah is, doesn't rise, it's the symbol of letting go of self, of, so to speak, surrendering, letting go of our egocentricity, and finding something to connect to which is beyond ourselves and higher than ourselves. In terms of our relationship with God, that means that part of the growth journey, part of the journey of inner freedom is some level of surrender, healthy surrender, where we surrender to something that is infinitely greater than us. We surrender to God and his teachings and his moral code that he gave us when we came out of Egypt. That is the that is the theme around matzah. Matzah doesn't rise. Matzah doesn't have a taste. Uh, I know everyone always complains about it, but the fact that matzah doesn't have a taste actually is significant because it's not about our own personal enjoyment. It's about the realization that we have the ability sometimes to let go and to connect to something that is uncomfortable, something that is beyond us, something that is um, we do because it's, it's, it's connecting us to beyond ourselves. That's the concept of matzah. However, at the same time, when we let go of our ego, we need to do two things. First of all, we let go of something, but we have to replace it with something else, and that's the concept of purpose. So much unhappiness today and so much self-enslavement self-absorption comes from lack of purpose. We don't have a higher calling. And that concept of purpose is very much hinted in the four cups of wine that we drink on Seder night. Because God told us 
and we will be redeemed from Egypt. And he told Moses to tell the Jewish people, he said, tell them four things. I will take you out of Egypt. I will save you. I will redeem you. And I will take you as my nation. If you look at those four expressions, which is why we drink the four cups of wine, according to most opinions, the first three is more about letting go of our previous incarceration. God says, I will take you out. I will save you. I will redeem you. It's all about where we're going to be taken out from. But however, when we're able to let go of our own personal incarceration, so what do we do next? So the obvious answer to that is we need to find purpose, and that's the fourth expression. I will take you as a nation. I'm not freeing you just to be empty. I'm not freeing you from a toxic environment so something else equally as toxic could replace it. I'm freeing you and helping you let go so that you can instill in that empty space a sense of purpose, a sense of connection um, to a higher calling. Wine also represents passion, enjoyment, because while matzah is a concept of surrender, we let go of our egocentric self, we still have to use ourself. We have to use the talents that God gave us, use the ability that he gave us, use the skill set that he gave us in order to really be part in every part of who we are, to be part of that journey towards purpose and freedom and growth. So that's wine. Wine represents understanding, according to Kabbalah. It represents joy. It represents passion. And that's all the other side of the coin of matzah. We need sometimes to surrender. We need to give up self, but to replace it with a more selfless self, but self using the, 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 the being that God gave us fully to its fullest potential. Another mitzvah we do on the Seder is maror. Maror is bitter herbs. Now, of course, um, we eat either horseradish or cuss lettuce. Uh, horseradish is a little bit bitter. Cuss lettuce is more symbolically bitter. It's not actually bitter, but it becomes bitter if you leave it in the ground, the, the, the Talmud tells us. But why do we eat something bitter? We know at the Seder we do things to experience freedom, to remember the redemption. We drink wine. We recline. Uh, matzah is to commemorate when the Jews became free and they, and they, and they were able to bake matzah and so on. But why, why do we do things that are uncomfortable? Why do we do things that, that we... We uh, that don't symbolize freedom. In fact, on the contrary, they're a memory for the for the oppression, for the slavery. So the simple reason for that is because to show gratitude for where we are now, it helps to understand where we came from. So therefore, we we remember the slavery, remember the hardships, so we can really appreciate where we've come to. On a deeper level, however, I think Maror has a very very important lesson. And that is, we all have maror, we all have bitter herbs in our life, we all have experiences of disappointment, challenge, sometimes even um, trauma, as we've been discussing. Now, we pray every day for God not to test us, but sometimes He does. So we work through it. We have, we have the pain, we acknowledge the pain, we acknowledge the challenge, however big or small it is. But then there's two ways to treat the painful, challenging, or even traumatic experience. One is to just view it as a complete distraction where we got lost off course, off the journey we were, we were on, and we just need to work through it and get back to where we were. That's one, one way of approaching the whole thing. However, a deeper way of approaching it is that, no, as Edith Eager says in her book, The Gift, we need to remember that the traumatic times, or the times of suffering even, can be our best teachers. It's times that we can grow from. I think we mentioned this before that Tal Shachar in his book Happiness on, on Happiness talks about PTG, post-traumatic growth. 
In other words, is maror a distraction of our life? Or is maror, the challenging times, can it become part of the journey towards real growth and real inner freedom and even real happiness? It's our choice. Not that it's easy. We, we feel the pain often and we understand the challenge, but can it be become part of the building? Can it become part of the equation, the puzzle of growth? And that's why we eat maror at the Seder. The Seder is symbolically, symbolic, a symbolic journey towards inner freedom. We eat maror to tell us to teach us that even maror, even those challenging times, can become part of the growth journey. They can become things that inform our decisions later, that make us stronger people, that 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 that, that allow us to learn from past mistakes or past past circumstances. So maror becomes part of the seder as well. Finally, one thing we do at at the seder, we remember the korban pesach, the paschal lamb. We don't have that today because that was. Uh, done in temple times, but we do have the shank bone or the roasted chicken neck or whatever we put on the Seder table to remember the Paschal Lamb. Now, the Paschal Lamb was the first sacrifice the Jewish people brought even in Egypt before they left. They were meant to bring a Korban Pesach, a Paschal Lamb, on the day before Pesach, eat, eat it with matzah that night. That was the first Seder. The first Seder was even before they were free. And then they left the next morning. What's the... What, what's one of the lessons we learned from, this, from the Korban Pesach? So when God told Moses to tell the Jewish people in Egypt to have, to bring the Korban Pesach, he, he emphasized that it needs to be done with, together with other people. It needs to be done as family groups or, or more than one family together. But it's not done in isolation, it's done with other people. And this highlights a very, very important part of our growth journey towards inner freedom and inner happiness, and that is connection with others. The research tells us that one of the greatest predictor of happiness is connection, connection with others. Not an easy thing, because connection means something on a deeper level, not just superficial or socially or social media. Connection means to become connected on a deeper level to something, to other people. And that's just the way the human being is made and designed, that we need others to be able to give and receive, to reach out when we need help, to help when they reach out, to trust each other, not to judge each other. A deeper relationship it can be a marriage, it can be a friendship, whatever the case is. But those deep connections, those deep relationship, um, what we call relationship well-being, is something that is so important and happens through connecting with other people, symbolic in the Paschal Lamb, where it was done as one sheep for family, for a group, where people connect with each other and grow together. So letting go of the ego, the matzah, building passion and purpose, the wine, making sure that even the challenging days become part of the growth journey and connecting to other people is so much part of our own freedom, our ability to grow, our ability to go beyond ourselves, to embrace a higher purpose, to embrace, uh, in, in, in a Jewish context, to, to embrace our gift of the moral code that God gave us to become more connected to God, his Torah, and his mitzvot is all part of the journey towards growth and all happenings all happens through these four things. So let me just end off by wishing everyone a Chag Sameach, a really good Yontif of Pesach. Let us hope that we can all grow together, go out of our personal Egypt and experience the true meaning of freedom and happiness. Once again, we will be back after Pesach. We'll restart the uh, JP podcast and um, hope you enjoyed and everyone have a Chag Sameach 
Thank you for listening to The JP Show. For questions, comments, and feedback, please email rabbig at bina, B-I-N-A, dot com, dot A-U. See you next time.